Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. I'm a senior director at CFGI, where I help my client companies with their valuation needs of their businesses and their intellectual property assets. Uh, welcome to the show that digs deeper to understand what matters most in business, and thank you so much for joining us wherever you're watching and listening. Today, we're going to explore a very interesting topic. I think everyone out there has heard the term, you have to give to get. Well, today we're going to talk with someone who kind of knows a little bit about that subject, and I'm pleased to welcome E.A. Solkovitz, who is the founder of Givers University. E.A., welcome to Behind the Numbers. Thank you so much for having me on your great show, Dave. Uh, it's our pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, before we jump in, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are? Well, uh, my background is I was born in Chicago, Illinois area, and uh, my father was a milkman, so very humble upbringing, if you will. Back then, milk came in glass uh, gallons, and uh, there was a box outside the house, and that and the box always had money in it. And uh, you know what was funny? No one ever touched the milkman money. That was milkman money, but uh, huh. different times. And right. uh, so uh, that you know, that's my upbringing, if you will. And then uh, from there, became a janitor and uh, met my business mentor and uh, made a commitment and a vow at the ripe old age of 19, and uh, that ultimately manifested into uh, what is today known as Givers University. So I'm the founder and patriarch of Givers University. So why don't we start by having you define what is Givers University and what inspired you to create it? Well, it, it, it's a fulfillment of a vow. When I was 19 years old, I asked my business mentor uh, uh, to teach me everything, <clears throat> no matter what it is. Don't hold back. Teach me, teach me, teach me. And he said, okay, uh, I'll teach you, but uh, I want one thing back from you. And I said, okay, uh, what's that? And he said, when the time is right and you will know that time, I want you to teach as many people as possible everything that I teach you. And uh, so at 19 years old, I made a vow and I made an oath and a commitment to my business mentor. Uh, and then uh, was fortunate enough to have a, my own radio show I, for two years. And I interviewed over 1,000 millionaires over a two-year time period. So all of that information together was all melded together over 40 years. And that became uh, what really is taught at Givers University. And genuinely, genuinely, uh, what we teach is not being taught anywhere else. And we're going to explore that as we go into our conversation because I want to make sure that folks get to understand what that content is. But let's, let's go from there to talking a little bit about how you would define a giver. And maybe one of the ways you might do it is to compare and contrast it to the taker mindset, if you will. Perfect, perfect. Uh, uh, and, and thank you for the question. The, first of all, I want to mention to all your listeners and viewers, we love everybody. I say it emphatically. We love everybody. So what we actually teach, which is a part of that definition, Dave, <clears throat> is we teach how to separate the person who we love from their deeds, which we may not love. So when we use the term giver, we're not labeling a person because we don't label people. We're labeling the deeds of a person. When we say taker, we're not labeling a person as a taker. We're labeling their deeds. So we teach in one word, discernment. We teach discernment in relationships, and we teach how to contrast. What do you look for? And to use an example, if right now, Dave, you had itchy eyes and a runny nose, those symptoms are an indication that maybe you have a cold. I'm not able to see the cold. The cold is the cause, but the symptoms teach me what to look for. So the same is true, supplanting those symptoms with deeds. We have sifted it all the way down to the most granular level to determine what are the actual deeds that you look for 
that are giver, uh, giver deeds? What are the actual deeds that you look for that are taker deeds? And how do you contrast those? In fact, we even have a list of 25 of them going through. These are the deeds. This is what you look for. So when we say giver, we're not labeling the person, but we're labeling their actual deeds. What do they do? And today <clears throat> in business, open and closing faster than ever before, products being antiquated overnight by new products. What do we have left, Dave? Our relationships. Yep. And no one's teaching us how to discern who should I have closer into my life and who should I begin to respectfully distance, not rude or nasty or insensitive, respectfully distance myself from them because they're going to make me collateral damage when I bring them in my life. Yeah. And look, everyone I would imagine who is watching or listening to this program at some point has had, I'll call it a networking meeting or conversation with someone, and they learned either immediately or shortly thereafter that they were visiting with either a giver or a taker. And it's interesting that you point out that we're separating the deed from the person because it could be you know, a good person who maybe isn't skilled at networking, for instance, and they're, they're coming across as if they may be a taker. And it could be because they're nervous uh, in whatever their ask may be. But uh, how, how can we, we the collective audience, know if we're sitting with a, a giver or a taker in the moment. Can you share a couple of those tidbits for us? For sure, for sure. Uh, I, I would simply ask your listeners, think about the fires that you stomp out every day. Think about the times when your stress level spikes and goes through the ceiling. Think about the times where you have a conversation you don't even remember what the conversation was about when it's over, but you do know one thing. You had no more energy left. They just drained it all from you. Those quick three things, by the way, all have one thing in common, Dave. There's a name attached to them. So we teach people to identify. If you're stomping out a fire that's not of your making, guess what? You already have one of the indications. You know you're right there. So we actually give – it's a skill set. It's taught. And you raised an interesting point, Dave, that I, I want to uh, invest on for a moment uh, and, and dive into. And that is when someone is in taker mode, is what we call it, and is taker deeds, they're not there eternally. It's a skill set. We can teach people how to do something that we call, it's an acronym, data reset, D-A-T-A, -A, which stands for declare and turn around. We teach people how to do a data reset to become more giverish if in fact right now they're living more takerish uh, in their lifetime. So it's a skill set that can be learned. And today, Dave, no one's teaching us how to discern. You know, it's all about us. You know, I'm a self-improvement guy. I know you are. <clears throat> but what about the other guy? What if he's not doing it right? right? What should I do then? So we teach people how to discern who you should bring in closer. What do you look for? What are the actual deeds? Not broad, innocuous swaths of information that we are not able to apply or we're not taught how to apply, the very granular look for these deeds and then you can begin discerning. So EA, why is it better to be a giver? Well, I can give you one real quick one and that is givers earn more money. It's just that simple. Takers may seem like they win short term, but they really don't long term because they always bring with them the seeds of their own destruction. They always do. There's three Ds of a taker's deeds, and that is defeatism, disruption, 
and destruction. That's what they bring with them when you bring them into your life. By contrast, the giver has the three W's, wisdom, wealth, and wellness. So we want to surround ourselves with those three W's. And as we begin to understand and begin to discern the difference between the two, they think differently. A giver thinks differently than the way a taker does. And we can see the thinking by evidence of the deeds. Those are the symptoms that we're able to observe. So we want to have as many givers around us as we possibly can. And it's a skill set that can be taught and learned. EA, um, this is a good time for you to tell folks who are watching and listening if they want to learn more about you or Givers University, how can they contact you? They simply go to our website. It's uh, Givers University, it's plural, GiversUniversity.com. And on every page, there's a place where they sign up for our, our free e-newsletter. It's absolutely free. We don't pound their emails like you know so many of them do. It's once a week, usually on Thursday. They get uh, an email that's got helpful tips in it. And then we give them updates. And great because they're going to get downloads that we can touch on as well that are absolutely free that are going to help them in their discernment. We want them to have these downloads to use them in their life. Great. And we're going to get into the courses here. Um, I want to start. We only have about three minutes to go in this first segment, so we're going to have to chop this up across two segments, EA. But uh, your course is, is Give to Be Great. Is that correct? That's correct. That's a, it's a series of three courses, and that's the series name. Right. And, and one of the pillars, the first pillar, is giver's mindset. So I think correct. we've sort of alluded to it, but what have we missed in defining the giver's mindset? Well, the giver's mindset basically is there is a clear thought process in everything that we do. You know, interestingly enough, it has been proven that, do you know, we have actually 50,000 separate conversations in our own head with ourselves every single day. Over 18 million a year. We have these conversations in our own head. And no one's teaching us the skill set of control those conversations. You know, I hate when I have that conversation and all of a sudden to myself I go, huh? That's not a good thing. Yeah, usually <laughs> so, those conversations in our heads are, are usually not positive, right? Yeah, right, exactly. So we teach people how to have the right mindset and what happens, what are the rewards. And we teach, we have a list, which is the 25 do's. These are the 25 deeds to watch for that a giver will do and taker will do. And when you see them 13, you know, on one side or the other, you can start thinking, okay, you know, they're being a little takerish. I should begin discerning now and maybe I should begin respectfully distancing myself because I don't want to be stomping out fires not of my making. They're going to make me collateral damage if they do. So the mindset, the way we, we teach how to think those right thoughts because every one of those ultimately as we become self-fulfilling prophecies in our own life will manifest themselves in everything around us and just to be really clear in the 60 seconds or so that we have remaining here we don't have a lot of time before we have to take a break but what you're talking about here is it really is creating a generosity of spirit rather than teaching someone how to manipulate i'm using that term you know as an extreme example for anybody who's listening who may be skeptical it's a big, you're absolutely right. And, and one of the things my business mentor taught me, when you're a giver, when you're a giver, people will take advantage of you, but here's the part no one gets. But you are never diminished because you were a giver. That's where people miss up on the second part. People may take advantage, expect it, it's gonna happen. But you're never diminished because they did. They're diminished because they took advantage of you. And you will get those things you gave back from another person, another source, another business deal, 
whatever it is, it will come back. It always does. Yeah, it does. And that, we're going to have to take a quick break. EA, don't go anywhere. This is really fascinating stuff. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, and we'll be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick pause. Kind of new here, but I've noticed a trend. My human does this funny thing where she goes around and gets all my toys, and then she hides them in that basket by the door. You know, but it's always the same basket, and it's always in the, in the same place. And then she acts so surprised when I find them, but, you know, she's putting them in the same basket. Again. It's like, hello, that's where you put it last time. You were the worst at hide-and-go-seek. Welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking with E.A. Solkovitz, who is the founder of Givers University. E.A., welcome back to round two. Thank you. Thank you. I want to pick up where we left off in the first segment and go a little deeper into the second pillar of the courses here, uh, which is Givers Lifestyle. What does that mean? Well, uh, the first one being the giver's mindset, the way a giver thinks, contrasting that to the way a taker thinks. They think differently. And the second is the giver's lifestyle, and there we actually get into, there are 30 habits, 30 succinct habits, and we actually dive into the 30 habits of givers and contrast the 30 habits of takers and show the difference and teach that as a skill set. These are habits that we can see someone do over and over and over again. So part of discernment is also observation. Observe. You know, uh, and begin to pay attention. So we have these even in checklist form where so someone can learn these are the habits. And these are the habits of the people you want to have around you. And what's great about all this, Dave, there's an automatic self-assessment part built in. So while we're observing the deeds of others and the habits of others, we're also looking in the mirror a little bit and saying, oh, you know what, I need to work on that one a little bit or I can use a little skill help right there. Yeah, if we're going to expect others to be a giver in our presence, we've got to make sure that we set the bar high enough for ourselves. Uh, would you mind sharing maybe one of those habits with us, just so we get a sneak peek under the hood? Uh, absolutely. Um, one of the things that we will see with uh, specifically, um, and, and it has to do with some of the downloads that we're going to provide. First download we're going to give your listeners is uh, the five arrows that take or shoot at givers. Um, the second download is a great one. I love it. It's a great checklist of the 25 do's. And those really have to do more with the, um, uh, you know, the first book, The Giver's Mindset, if you will. So as we get into the 30 habits of takers, one of the things that uh, takers will do on an ongoing basis is they immediately will lower or eliminate the unseen vibration in a group or in a room. In other words, when they walk in, they're the kind of person that brighten up a room by leaving it. 
<laughs> so, you know, so as soon as they walk in, you can feel it. You can sense it in the room and they'll do it with every room they walk into. You'll feel the whole energy of the room just come down and everyone starts feeling like a sucked out orange in the room. So they, they, they lower or eliminate the rate of vibration. Um, also, second, I'll share a second one with you. Uh, and that is that takers will keep their word for short durations and break their promises quickly to the point that you're always second guessing whatever they say. Um, they'll say yes just to get you sort of out of their face, quote unquote, or, but factually their word means nothing to them. They don't know what vows are, they don't know what oaths are. You'll watch them over and over again, not fulfill what they said they were going to do. Another, it's a critical habit and you'll watch it over and over. It's not a one-time thing. And then when we see these things, we need to begin discerning, should I begin respectfully distancing myself because I'm going to be stomping out fires and my stress level's going up because of the collateral damage they're bringing with them. Yeah, if you can't trust them, then they probably shouldn't be a part of your inner circle. Exactly right. We have a saying that goes as follows. Your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. You say that three so times fast. Simply said, by the way, that wasn't the first time I said that. I practiced it. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. I'm not gonna that you know, our deeds speak louder than our words. And and we teach people observe the deeds and discern wisely and prudently. How about one habit of a giver? Uh, a habit of a giver would that they first of all they surround themselves with people of like mind. Look at the people they are around. You will see by observing them that they automatically have drawn to them. Funny thing with takers, um, it's like oil and water. You know, they're, they're, they, no matter how you could mix them all together, no matter how you want, they're going to keep separating. <laughs> and it's the same thing. So you can observe a giver. One of their habits is that they will be migrating all the time to other givers, and you will see those people, and you'll watch that reciprocation and synchronicity between the both of them again as a habit you can watch who they're with and that will give you an indication to where their mindset is nice last pillar of give to be great is the givers lifelong learning givers lifelong learning is awesome i mean we we actually identify dave the six virtual prisons that people walk around in that they don't even realize they're in. And you know what's interesting is that it's I use the example, you know, you never know how many green cars are on the street until you're getting ready to buy a green car. Right. Then they're everywhere, right? And the reason why is because our we did, our attention wasn't on green cars. Now it is. Our awareness is there. So we teach people again in a checklist form the six virtual prisons that people walk around in and when they look at the checklist they go, oh boy, is that the truth with that one? Uh, and, and one of the very first ones, if I, if I again, to give a, a little nugget to your uh, viewers, the first one is prosperity prison. Now, prosperity is a great thing, but when money controls us, that's not good. We are to control our money. And when everything we're doing in life is based on the buck, we are now in prison whether we want to be or not. So we teach people how to get out of prosperity, how to be successful, how to be prosperous and be exceptional. We're for success in a major, major way. We teach people how to triple their success. So, but when they're in virtual, when they're in prosperity prison, they don't realize they're actually blocking themselves because money is their ruler and it should be the other way around. They should be controlling their money 
and not be in prosperity prison. EA, for everybody watching and listening who want to learn more about how they can enroll or get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? They would go to our website, givers, it's plural, giversuniversity.com. Uh, on each page, there's a place where they sign up for our free newsletter. doesn't cost anything. Uh, and they put in their first name and email address. That's it. Uh, they'll get a, a, a confirmation email, so they should immediately say, yes, I want email from them because we're not spammers. And we're only going to give them something once a week as a, a good, useful tool for them. Yep. And then from that, they'll get these free downloads. We want them to have that. From that, they will learn about our relationship, the things we do, our Give to Be Great courses, because we invest in relationships. We're Givers University, so we walk our talk. I'm feeling that's a good segue for me to circle back on something you mentioned in the first segment, that givers earn more money. And that's why people should be thinking about being a giver, besides the altruistic aspect, if you will. Tell us a little bit about more. How do you know that givers are earning more money? And, and just explain that to the audience. Give them the reason to sign up. Uh, we've actually seen, and others have quantified for us, that yeah. they've seen a significant income increase that their income, just by changing their thought process or their mindset, their income literally went up 100%. Because they viewed, they were labeling and framing everything in their life, and they're no longer the victim, now they're overcoming. And, uh, and, and then the lifestyle, another 100%, and then lifelong learning, the things that we teach in that course. So you, literally, we have a saying, givers earn three times more because givers discern three times more. It's a skill set that can be taught. Awesome. You mentioned a mentor that was important to you. I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to talk a little bit about that mentor, if you would. Well, my first thing with a mentor was, you know, I didn't even know when I, I, that, how to spell it. Uh, you know, I think I spent my hooked on phonics money at an early age on something else. So, hooked on phonics. You know, even, That's a flashback. <laughs> there's nothing there, right? And, uh, but I cleaned the home as a janitor of a lady whose name was June Martino. I don't know, if, and, I'll, and I'll give you the, the condensed version of it. Uh, Dave, did you ever see the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton? He plays Ray Kroc. It's about I McDonald's. have not. It was on my to-do list, and I just keep missing it. Okay. It's a great view, and for your viewers... In the movie, Michael Keaton, and by the way, it's very Hollywoodized, very drama. That really isn't how it happened. I witnessed the McDonald's phenomenon during my whole lifetime. Lived in that area, the Oak Brook area, where the World Headquarters was, right? So th there's a lady in the movie. So when you see the movie, think of me. When you're in the movie, Ray Kroc, Michael Keaton, is talking to a lady outside his office all the time. June, 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 June. That lady is the lady whose house I cleaned when I was a janitor at 16 years old. Huh. And, and, and she told me about the whole McDonald's story as a result of my asking her a question one day. The whole day, told me the whole story all the way through. And she taught me about Ray Kroc and how Ray really was and the time period where Ray couldn't pay her any money. They were out of money. So she agreed to work for nothing, no money, and got worthless company stock. So I asked her, why'd you do it? And she said, because I believed in Ray. And my first thought was, that's it. I need a Ray Kroc. I need someone that can teach me like Ray Kroc taught June. Look, it didn't work out too bad for her. She's worth so many zeros, I wasn't able to count them on my fingers and toes. So I needed a mentor, and it wasn't three months later. We got a phone call at that same janitorial service, and I, because of running out the, I need to see some carpeting, I actually met my business mentor, and he became the father I never had, even though I had a father. 
and uh, I became the son he never had, even though he had a son. We were that close. And I can share with all of your listeners, get a mentor. If you don't have one, why make the mistakes yourself when someone else has already made them? Learn from their mistakes. Be discerning. Get a great mentor. And I have to tell you, I share with you and your listeners, I was very blessed to having Sam Robbins as my mentor and the things he taught me. And it was the vow I made with him at 19 years old that ultimately burst into what now is Givers University. That's a fantastic story. And I couldn't agree with you more about the need for mentors. Um, I think that uh, it's absolutely mission critical for especially the younger folks watching and listening. Find someone that you aspire to be like and, uh, and talk to them. I'm sure that there are a lot of folks who have that giver mindset and would be delighted to be your mentor. Um, sure. EA, we've got three minutes to go here in the program, and I want to sneak in one more question here, and I want to kind of split the uprights. We talked about givers. We talked about takers. I want to talk about the folks that live in the middle, uh, the matchers, the quid, quo, quid pro quo people who will only give if you give first. And I know you've got an interesting perspective on those folks. Why don't you share that with us? Yes. Well, we've actually proven, again, statistically, that about 20% of the people are givers. You know, and again, remember, we don't label people. We label their deeds. Um, and, and that means that these people, no matter who they're with, within a short period of time, will start figuring a way. They'll just start doing it. They're wired that way. They'll start giving. They'll start contributing. They'll start investing. They'll start helping. They'll be the first ones that walk up and say, I'll do that. Right? They're, they're just 20% are wired that way. By contrast, the other side of the Grand Canyon are the takers who, within a short period of time in any business, social, or family relationship, will figure a way to start taking from it spiritually, morally, mentally, emotionally, financially, the list goes on. The 60% in the middle, because we have 20% on one side, 20 on the other, 60% in the middle, we identify them as fencers because they sit on the fence. They act like givers when they're with givers. They act like takers when they're with takers. They can be great relationships, but we need to manage them. We need to keep an eye on them. So ideally, as we have fencers around us, which we're going to, we want to always be discerning to look for those givers that we can bring in closer into our lives because bringer, givers bring with wisdom, wealth, and wellness. So we want to manage those middle ones and keep an eye on them and, and, and remember to discern all the time because they're going to act like a giver when they're with a giver. They're going to act like a taker when they're with a taker. Great relationships. Keep an eye on them. Good stuff. EA, we're out of time, unfortunately, but I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Behind the Numbers. This was a fascinating conversation. You're welcome. Thank you so much. May I share a quick thing my business mentor shared with me that all of your listeners should begin saying every single day to themselves, this is what my mentor taught me. I will never give up. I will keep rising up, and I will always overcome. Well said. And on that, it's a wrap here on Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. I want to thank you at home for watching and listening. Uh, please do hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching or streaming, and this way you can stay in contact with us and know what we're up to every week. Until next time, take care, everybody. We'll see you again on Behind the Numbers.